0: Welcome back. God bless. Here we go. Another uh, another round here with these songs from the Home album. Uh, man, I love this riff that that came that came to it. This is that. Uh, well, the song actually came out uh, right after Treasure, which is actually the order of the album because you got started out and then Treasure and then All Night Long. This song. Uh, so. You know this one um pretty fun you know the at least for this week i wanted to talk a little more about the recording process you know in the very beginning the song actually uh the black river over in illyria is i was with isaiah and we went and um recorded the river so that's in there you probably wouldn't be able to tell about that from the recording but um you know in the beginning we have uh christian gavina from italy uh this is his first track that he recorded for me uh and you know after that i was sold you know he's been on every song that uh i've released with any kind of drums and um you know he uh man just a phenomenal i don't even know how to way to describe it like a his playing in this, it's kind of like a it's constant motion and uh, just a phenomenal job of his performance and his uh, recording. Um, if I can, I, I should put a link up if, you get, if there's any other musicians that are looking for a drummer for some session work. You know, he's, he's uh, phenomenal. He's got a great price and uh, his quality is just phenomenal. Just a wonderful player and wonderful person. Um, but he's in here he's uh, you know there's a uh, added some some kind of effect to his drums and um, that that was on purpose um, um, you know and it added a, a vocal effect as well to the first verse uh, there's there's that river in the background there's a bunch of background noise and um, that was meant, and there's like a tension thing where it's like a wind, like <sharp inhale> <laughs> And you probably would never hear that um, unless you know it's in there. But after that kind of tension part where it <sharp inhale> Then it's it's supposed to get clear, the drums are supposed to get clear, the bass kicks in, the vocal effect comes off, drums effect comes off, so. Um, and that's when the electric guitar comes in. And uh to me, that riff is just, is so fun to play, uh, especially with electric guitar. I remember having so much fun laying that down. It was just too much fun. And I I never, I never had that. So a lot of times with the recording, you, that's why it's so fun. You don't know what's what's going to add to the song. I mean, this song was totally done with 12 string guitar. And so when you add some, Uh, electric guitar with uh, some dirty tone like a not quite distortion but something like a chunky um, some 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 meaty you know it it just to me I you know during the recording process and mixing I brought down those acoustic guitars and for that second verse pumped up the electric guitar because just to me it sounded so good now I had to add some other guitars. I'm always adding guitar stuff because <laughs> I have trouble playing the parts. I could not play this one part. I'm going to see if I can do it now. I probably won't even be able to do it now. But anyway, this one riff, it was so hard to play and I could not do it. And so I had to—I couldn't keep it in the recording because it was like, I couldn't play. <laughs> it wasn't right. So, so it goes... See. I'm not alone anymore. I can be myself nine I am there. Surrounded by love. Those two are so hard. This is easy. It <laughs> is so easy for me to play. But those riffs before i could not play them and they were they were on uh, acoustic guitar the 12 string yeah whatever you get the point but anyway you know what do you do when you can't play your own song (laughs) well you add some keyboard you add some synth and so that's that's what i did and um you can hear it just uh just a little bit in there so if you know it didn't know anything about that that that's a little extra something, but anyways, yeah, all right, well, got some lyrics um you know this one is gonna be a little different. it's okay um so let's see. should we go over the lyrics or what? What do you wanna do <laughs> um so, all right. Second verse, yeah, we got that. Let's let's keep going. Then we'll do the lyrics a little bit later. For the spoken part, there's a spoken part in there. I really wanted a female with a different culture or different um, uh, accent, but just ran out of budget money for this album, and um, I would have really like to have somebody else in that part but anyway it's a short part I don't even remember what what I said but you know it it's stuff where you you have the song and then all of a sudden you know you wake up in the morning and you have something and you just write it down that's exactly what I did and I believe I had something a little different and a little more and it was something about to the effect of I finally belong or I finally fit in and um that did not make the recording um but there was something shorter where i just did a spoken part but anyways um let's see what else we got on here uh okay this is the first uh recording with a, a background performance which is um actually it's uh odili ifiano and um you know she is from nigeria and uh she you know i just sent this on fiverr and a request and and she she did it um very graceful you know it's uh perfect voice for it and uh she did it right on the like the pitch that i did so i i didn't know what was going to happen but a lot of the guys on fiverr i'm i'm usually going with the I'm a, have limited time um, because the more time you have the more you have to pay and so you know I'm usually looking for somebody who's got a great deal and uh, she was perfect for it and uh, so fun to, to sing those parts um, at the end of the song but thank you to her for her work on this song um, wouldn't it be the same without her Uh, there is guitar solo, a lot of wah-wah in this one. (laughs) A lot of wah-wah pedal on the whole album, actually, with all the solos. Kind of interesting. But, um, uh, neighbor George, Mr. George, he actually, for the end of the song, he, he whipped something up, and I was like, yes, man, that's awesome. We just never got around to, um, to collaborating with it, you know, um, lost steam you know george is always working on some kind of music he's working on his third album now um but i would have loved to have him on there i actually wanted mr george on uh the middle song uh that never came to pass but anyway in the future yes let's get george on there but he had something really cool you know it ended up just running out of time and um and so you know the end of the song is you know we got um guitar solo in there but then it kind of fades out and then it's got this kind of funky thing it's actually um a train and then i put an effect on the train you guys know how many trains go by here all the time so we put that effect on that train and um that's an interesting thing kind of goes that's the train taking us out but um there's supposed to be a crowd in there, supposed to be hooting and hollering. That didn't quite come out as well as I would have liked it to. It's got some clapping, but uh, you get the point. You know, there's a, a hoo-shaw in there. There's another guitar solo, and then there's the hoo sha. And uh, that was really fun to do. I would say a tribute to Great Grandpa Red, or the real Red uh you now he used to that used to be his call i don't know where he picked that up from uh but that was kind of his signature thing so good to have old red alive on this album or at least for a, a part of it a little tribute to red there um so that was fun to do well now we can dive into the lyrics um that was just a lot of the recording part behind it um and then then I got some scripture. I'm super excited about the scripture. I actually did a little bit of my homework and we're gonna really dive into that. But first, uh, the lyrics, uh, slow down when you cross the water, just take it in. Um, heaven is all around us when we let it in. So this is, you know, I would say this would be inspired by the uh, Israelites um, when they're, when they're going through that, when the Lord sent that wind to the waters and, and, uh, was it the Red Sea split up some kind of body of water and they just walked right through, you know, that's that, you know, it's, you know, I think of so many, what, what would be going through your mind at that time, there would be so much going on for me, you know, like. You know, and, you know, the Egyptians, they were there. They were ready to cut them down, man. They, you know, I'm sure I would be worrying, like, let's go. <laughs> let's get wherever we're going, you know. And, you know, it'd be hard to just take it in, like, the miracle and the the wonder of, you know, that water. That's just, you know, there's movies that have... um uh, depicted it or showed it you know prince of egypt just a wonderful movie highly recommend that moana you know where the at the end so powerful and it's you know you know that you'd want to walk by and put your hand in there man it's be like oh but did they have time you know did they i can't imagine what would be going through your head walking through that So anyway, that's where that came from. Don't ask me how or why. That's just there. Um, heaven's all around us when we let it in. You know, it's just, you know, the spiritual realm. You know, do you, you know, I I was never really open to anything spiritual. Um, and uh, what was my reason? Um... Uh, To be honest, I'm not sure. just wanted to do my own thing. I had no interest in it until I actually really needed help. (laughs) And uh, it came a little easier for me then. But um, after that, it just, you know, it just opens your eyes. And, uh, you know, heaven's right here, man. And uh, it's up to you to to want it or it's available. It's available to you. And uh, so anyway... So the part, so the lyrics, you know, I'm not alone anymore. I can be myself when I'm there. Surrounded by love is enough for me because I'm enough with just who I am. You know, that's from, that's definitely from the, uh, the rooms of, uh, 12 step recovery, you know. Um, definitely finding out I'm not alone anymore and, uh, you know, it's 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 always been a place where I can just be myself. You know, and uh, how do you explain it? I, I don't know. It's maybe the mutual what somebody goes through, the hell that they go through, and then to be able to get beyond that, get past it, and and just do it a day at a time. You know, you do it over again. You wake up, hey, let's stay sober, and um, it's a mutual respect. And I think it's you know we've all gone. some pretty tough stuff and um, you know for the first time in my life when I showed up when I was 21 you know um, just something about it where the people love you and accept you for who you are you know the good bad and the ugly and um, and maybe I was ready for it then but um, but anyway yeah that's 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 all 12-step work there like I said, the spoken part I would have liked to. Um, you know, it's maybe it was that much more powerful to me because finally having that feeling of belonging. Somebody gets me. Somebody, somebody's been through it. You know, I felt like so like alone, like like nobody's ever been through anything that I've ever gone through. Wrong. <laughs> nope. And so, uh, so anyway, yeah, that's definitely about, about the rooms. Um, verse two, walk on in to the pathway where visions appear. Right here, right now is upon us that chance to live. So, you know, I actually wanted, when I, when you sing that, visions appear. You know, I wanted that to repeat through the whole song. It's almost like like a prayer or like a hope that somehow this song would somehow kind of inspire some kind of a vision, for somebody to have a vision, whether during the night or some kind of vision from the Lord, because it's such a, a powerful thing, and... um I, I think if you have your eyes open and it's something you're looking for to do, God's will, um, God will hook you up with some kind of vision. And, um, you know, I think in the Old Testament it talks about something about a, a lack of vision or, uh, you know, my people perish without a vision. And I don't know much about that, but, you know, the ones that I have had, you know, it's just, uh, it's a, to me, it's a, a hope and a dream. And it it's just, to me, it's you can't do it on your own. It's something that comes from the Lord. It's something that where God helps you see into the future or gives you some kind of a purpose or mission or something that seems so impossible is not with the Lord's help. And, um, and we'll dive in that cause we're going to dive into the scripture. We're going to go, uh, through the, through the, uh, Exodus and, um, we're going to dive into that later with the scripture. But anyway, right here, right now, it's chance to live, you know, it's, you know, to me, that's just about, um, it's being in the moment, being present. And, um, you know, there's, um. Like back up top, too, just kind of just taking it in, you know, being able to be present with you know those those great moments, those happy moments, but also the low ones too, and being okay, yeah been a big challenge for me myself um and um to me, there's a lot with the breathing and um just trying to stay present. And not trying to run from it, that whatever, sadness or grief or anger, to accept it and breathe through it and then turn it to the Lord. That's a big challenge for me. But anyway, I, I, that's a going to be a lifelong process for me and something I strive for. Um, okay, that's it. Besides the end, you know, jump from the earth, bang on the drum! dance with the spirit all night long now there was you know i and we can come back to this later too the scripture but you know they talk about you know this sneak peek maybe here but you know they there are a lot of doubters <laughs> and i to be honest i'd probably be right there with them sad to say and um you know, I don't, I don't, I don't blame them in a way, but at the same time, the slavery, all right, the Israelites were slaves for, I, uh, I don't know, seven hundred, four hundred years or something. You get used to that mindset, or just doing that daily habit, and then all of a sudden, you're this close to freedom, and you want to turn back. Anyway, let's come back to that in the scripture. But anyway, um, at the very, at the end and they make it through, man, they have a party. They say, you know, I should have it out here, but they bust out the tambourines, and they they are dancing because you go through some kind of experience like that, and yes, you'll be up all night. <laughs> dancing with the Lord, man. Um, you know, the closest thing, you know, St. Paul's, they won 2009, Um Justin Wilde and crew uh, they won that championship and uh, it was a late night and they went back and they said they you know everybody's waiting for them in the parking lot and they watched the game on the screen now that is that's an all-nighter man and um, you know I've had some all-nighters drinking but <laughs> you know and uh some pretty rough mornings but anyway Man, when you go through something like that, you, that's thats a whole new freedom. But anyway, well, that's the lyrics there. Let's take a pause. We're going to do a station identification here. We're going to do a uh, sponsorship thing. We'll come back and we'll dive into that scripture because it's, oh, it's so fun. So fun. Don't miss out on it. So anyway, word from the sponsors here. Well, hey, hey, how's it going? Red B here. And, uh, yeah, actually, I just want to put out an announcement that this Father's Day 2024 should be June or July. Um, We are going to be hosting a uh, all-men's. It's going to be a... It's going to be not quite a master course, but it's going to be... it's gonna be a daily support and um, got a hundred days for you and Sarah says that's a little too much but I I want to build some momentum and um, this is all about being a, a working on being a, a great husband and a great father and uh, I'm super excited for it Now I don't know if we're gonna have two people if it's gonna be me and one other person me and ten other me and a hundred other I don't know. I don't care, but I am going to bless somebody and we are going to, you're going to, we are going to, you're going to be blessed. I'm going to bless you big time. There's going to be, um, I'm going to add some music in there. I'm going to do some affirmations. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of homework and we're just going to work on being great husbands and great fathers. And um, that's, to, to me, if you're a dad, there is nothing more important than being a dad and being there for your kids, being an example of love. So anyway, uh, Father's Day, get ready for it. I'm super excited for it, super psyched. I've been working hard on this and uh, I just wanna get the word out there. So let me work on getting a link up or sign up for the newsletter and I'll keep you posted on more information. It's gonna be such a good deal. It's gonna be too hard to refuse. And um, we're gonna go from there. So anyway. Let's take a little breather, and then I'm going to come back, and we're going to dive into this word. Slow down with cross the waters, and just take it in. Have fun, all around us when we lay. Okay, so here we go we got the got the scripture this is so fun for me I would first off say that uh, we are reading this one is from NLT New Living Translation from my understanding Um, like I said I've got multiple Bibles this is uh, one of my favorites you know do I endorse it not necessarily it's it's something that's here I would say First of all, anytime you get some extra time, get you get you a Bible, man. This this thing will speak to your soul, and um, I I've always had interest in Scripture, and you know I just kind of just really fell in love with it maybe recently, and uh, I've always enjoyed it. But there's something about just really falling in love with the Word. (laughs) I know it sounds weird, but um, sometimes it does me good to feed my soul with it because it just speaks to me, and, and I just love it. So I would first of all encourage anybody, do your own reading. Open it up anywhere. Dive in. Ask the Lord to help you when you open it up. Lord, open my eyes. You know, I think the fact just that you're even opening it up and having some willingness to dive in is a a huge thing. So anyway, this is from Exodus uh, 13. Uh, We're starting in 13, uh, 17. This says, Israel's wilderness detour. Um, So this is, I'm sure you've you've heard the, the story you know it's you know the they they the israelites were slaves for the longest time like i said i'm not sure 600 700 years maybe more maybe less and you know all of a sudden you know god calls moses out to lead these guys and uh moses stutters <laughs> at the same time you know Moses has this amazing heart and willingness and courage to face that and to be obedient to God to me it's it's humbling of how obedient these old testament uh, prophets and the saints were during new testament time it's humbling because i have so much work to do in that area of being obedient to the lord But anyway, you know, this is the, you know, Moses, before this had gone through, well, heck, you you go read it. It's in Exodus. (laughs) It, uh, to sum it up, you know, Moses, this is, you know, God sends these plagues and he's like, come on, man, you know, it's time to let my people go. And the Pharaoh is just holding on and, uh. They, I don't blame them. Who wants to do all their dirty work? And um, you now it actually says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart multiple times. It says that, and um, it's for it was for a, a, a plan and a purpose. And uh, but anyway, finally, you know, um, the angel of death comes and kills the firstborn of all the um, Egyptian. You know, it doesn't say you know, the Israelites sprinkled that lamb's blood on their doorstep or above their, somewhere on their house, above their door or something. But anyway, you know, it doesn't say in Scripture that any of the Israelites died. So, you know, did any of the Israelites die? I I don't know. I, I mean, I'm curious myself. Like, there had to have been somebody, like, this makes no sense. Why, why would I do this? You know, and, um, again, you know, it's the fathers leading the way. It says something about, you know, the, the father of the household makes that decision. And, uh, same is true today as us fathers, man, it, it's on us. And, um, you know, just seeing that with the scripture, it's on the father. And, uh, dad's, That's the leader, the representative of the Lord, and uh, I'm just curious if there's some dads that said, "I'm not doing this." On in the Israelite camp, I don't know. It doesn't say, but anyway, just blabbing on now. Um, Exodus 13:17. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, okay, good job, Pharaoh. God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route. (laughs) Oh, come on. If I know anything about the Lord, it's, I've seen a repeated theme that the Lord doesn't quite take shortcuts. And so seeing that just yeah you know it makes sense to me, and how frustrating it would be to be in the Israel camp and say, No, why who who's making a call here? We got a road right here, you know, but the Lord had went the long way, and you know a repeated theme I've seen through the scriptures. And in my life, um, nothing, nothing's ever that easy or direct. Um, but anyway, why? Why would the Lord do that? Okay, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, if the people are faced with a battle, I would say against the Egyptians, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Now... Who who the heck would want to go back to that hard work? Go back to the mistreatment? You get used to something. You just get used to it. Um, it says so. God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. <laughs> well, Thus, the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. I don't understand that, but led them through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Can you, can you imagine what some of the people would be saying to the Israelites? Like, like I said, I'd be there with them. Why, why are we going to the Red Sea? Are we going to go fishing? You know, I'm getting hungry here, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm tired. And uh, to me, you know, it, it doesn't make sense, but a lot of the time, the, the Lord knows all. And it's hard to put that faith and trust that the lord does know better. And um so anyway, verse 19. This is so cool. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. Talk about a vision from Joseph. You know, Joseph had to go through some pretty rough stuff. And uh you know, he, he held his ground and just kept doing right. And, uh, amazing that he had the vision for that. You know, I, I think cause he went through some of those tough times. He was that much closer to the Lord. And, uh, I believe somewhere in scripture it says the Lord is close to those who are downtrodden. And, um, I would say that whew, Joseph went through some tough stuff and, uh, came out for the better, but anyway, he believed the Lord, you know, the Lord must have told him, hey, Joseph, people are going to be set free, you know, it's going to be a little bit, and it'd be interesting to go back and look into that, we're not going to do that today, but the vision that the Lord gave Joseph, okay, then it says, he said, God will certainly come to you, come to help you, when he does, you must take my bones with you from this place, so... I wonder how many years it was after Joseph died to when they hauled them bones out of there. Amazing that they followed through with that. But at the same time, man, what what a, what a cool thing to be the person getting those bones. Can you just, can you imagine that? Moses saying, hey, Tom, yeah, I want you to go <laughs> dig up them, yeah, Joseph's tomb. I want you to go dig up them bones and... Man, how, what an exciting time, man. You just, but anyway, the vision that that God gave Joseph, man, and they followed through with it. It's not like you're just saying that. Not like you're not saying, hey, dig up my bones when you guys, you know, when the Lord delivers you. You're not just saying it. They're actually doing it. And so that is so cool. Anyway, all right. 14, Exodus 14. Um, let's go to verse 5. There's a little bit in there. Like I said, I highly suggest going back. Read it for yourself. The Lord will give you your own insights and will just bring this alive to you. You just got to spend the time. You got to get into it. Exodus 14, let's go to 5. When word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. (laughs) Okay, I get it. What have we done letting all those Israelite slaves get away? Think about it. Now they got to do all that work. (laughs) Uh, So Pharaoh, six. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt. I mean, he's calling everybody, each with its commander. I mean, he's calling the whole crew. Like, that was a dumb thing. Why? What was I thinking? And so it says, here we are, eight, the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. He'd been doing that for a long time, the king of Egypt. So he chased after the people of Israel who had left with fist raised, raised in defiance. I mean, that's a a literal thing. Those guys are leaving the whole crew with their fists. Like, we are going to crush these dudes. Like, we're going to kill them. We're going to crush them. Verse 9, the Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army, all his horses and the chariots, his charioteers, whatever a charioteer is, and his troops. I'm thinking the whole shebang, man. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel, uh-oh, as they were camped beside the shore near Fiharioth, across from Bala's fun. Don't let those big words get to you. It was a place, and... Pharaoh changed his mind, and all of a sudden, they're back in the ball game. But anyway... I would say this is just another element the Lord is why not why not add to it (laughs) as Pharaoh approached verse 10 the people of Israel looked up and panicked understandably you got the whole crew roaring down with raised fists I'm sure they had a spear in the other hand And them horses charging, and they had the charioteers and people cheering them on, a bunch of cheerleaders like, yeah, yeah, we're going to destroy these Israelites. They panicked. Now, I can relate to that. I am a panicker. When they saw the Egyptians overtaking them, they cried out to the Lord, Here's me. And they said to Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? You know, I probably would have said the same thing. Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Let's blame Moses. Why did you make us leave Egypt? (laughs) Oh, you didn't have a choice? Okay, well, put the blame on Moses. Do it. 12. Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? Think of that the word says that. Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? Can you imagine me and Moses and hearing that? How what what do you do with that? Like why are we gonna leave Moses? We're we're fine here. We're we have fun baking in the sun and baking all these bricks and slamming into this mud and working all day and hard for these Egyptian pyramids or whatever they're building. Pharaoh different stuff. No, let's let's stay there. We really don't want to. We don't want to go and be free, and follow you, and follow and do what you want us to do. What? What? How did Moses drown that out? Because obviously it says in the word. Didn't we tell you this would happen? That we're, that we're gonna end up leaving. They probably they had all them fears, all them doubts. What did Moses do when they kept bringing that up? You know what? Where are we gonna go when we leave here? We're just gonna die out there anyway what did moses say you know i i don't know moses had to be strong with the lord he had to spend that time with the lord and have a vision from the lord you know i it, it would be interesting let's keep going oh this is so fun we said leave us alone let us be this is this is the uh Israelites talking we said leave us alone let us be slaves to the Egyptians it's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness get it scared fear yeah about being out in the wilderness man that's not a, a scary place to be have you ever been out overnight in the woods let alone in the mountain area you know it's scary as heck I get it. But, okay, 13. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Repeated theme through scripture. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. Okay. Moses putting it on the Lord. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Man, what a word. Is that, is that what Moses was saying in his head? When those doubters and the haters would say, I don't know. I don't want to go. we are just going to die out there anyway. You have those doubts and the fears. Maybe that's what Moses thought in his head. I don't know if he said it. He said it here. Don't be afraid. Just stand still. Watch the Lord rescue you today. Put it in the Lord's hands. The Lord said it. The Lord's leading us. You know, that's amazing. Then you got the Egyptians you see today. Look at them right there with the raised fist. They're going to crush you. They look like they're going to crush you. You're never going to see them again. Man, the Lord himself will fight for you. What a What a wonderful and majestic thing when the Lord is leading the way for you and fighting for you. Just stay calm. Man. That's easier said than done. You know, it's easy for me to say that, but when you got a whole army and you got those chariots and the wheels, you can hear them. You know, and they're, oh man, you just see the faces. That's a whole nother ball game. It's easy to say that, hey, just just keep calm. You know, almost like playing live music for me. Like, oh yeah, just, you know, just stay calm. Easier said than done. <laughs> um Okay, let's keep going. 15, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. (laughs) Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. You know, think of Moses. He had previously, he had been obedient to what the Lord had told him before. So this was, I would say, nothing for him. But for somebody that's never quite been obedient to the Lord, like that first step, oh, so hard. So we did it. You know, it doesn't make sense that you would pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. You know, if you're hearing that for the first time, you're going to be thinking, that's ridiculous. Why? I don't know. The Lord told you to do it. Just do it. And so there we go. Um, down to 18, we're going to skip a little bit. Like I said, you go back and and read through it. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Okay. It's hard to, uh, deny that going through that experience. 19. Then the angel of God who had been leading the people of Israel moved to the rear of the camp. Pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud settled between the Egyptian and the Israelite camps. Interesting. Love to see what that looked like. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. Oh, that'd be so cool. But the Egyptians and Israelites did not approach each other all night. Interesting. What happened? You know, because it doesn't say anything. You know, Moses is just like, you know, keep calm, you know, and then... And that's all it says. Were people freaking out? Do it's like trying to sleep in Alaska or something, and where there's bears around, you know, at night. Like, how do you sleep? <laughs> I don't know. I would say they didn't get much sleep that night. But anyway, maybe not. Maybe the Lord gave them sleep. You know? Uh gave them that rest. All right, 21. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea. Moses took action, he backed it up. And the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. So the Lord waited for Moses to do it. Moses did it. You know, another example of taking action. You know, just a, a beautiful thing. You know, but to have the faith, you've got to take the action. You step out. Do something small. It seems silly. Why would you wave your hand, raise your hand over the sea? Okay, well, he did it, and they found out. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. And, you know, that's where some of that song's... Some of this song, it's just the beginning verse, is, is inspired by it. But anyway, don't you know, think about it, man. Like, I always wonder, like, man, if I'm walking past that, I want to put my hand right in there and just be... Man, wow! What an amazing thing. Anyway, twenty-six. So this is uh, fourteen. Exodus fourteen twenty-six. When all Israel, when all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, "Raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and these chariots and charioteers." The cheerleaders. 27. I just. Saying. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Come on. 27. So as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the water rushed back into its usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, <laughs> but the Lord swept them into the sea. Forget it. Forget it. And then they're probably thinking. Well, that was a dumb call like they did before. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh, of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea. Not a single one survived. Man! And they had the whole crew. And like the Lord said, these Egyptians you see today, never be seen again. I mean, how amazing is that? So if you keep going, people walk through, walk through the sea, got the wall of the water. This is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hand of the Egyptians that day. The Lord, to me, is a rescuer and not afraid to get his hands wet to go the extra mile to seek that lost sheep and go and go for him. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and in his servant, Moses. How can you go through that and not put your faith in the Lord? That's, that's like me. You know, to me, it's like you could ask, you know, Red, why, <laughs> why do you believe all this? Like, yeah, this is this is old school. Like, why, do, why would you get so excited about the Bible? Well, I've gone through my own um, experience, not exactly with the water raising up, but, you know, in my life, you know, to me, drinking was anything and everything. You know, if I had that, Alcohol, I was, I was fine. I, there, was a, there, was a, there was a peace, there was a contentment, there was a, okay, I'm drinking, everything's gonna be all right. Everything's, everything's good. And you know, it was fun for a while and then it just, it, it turned on me and was doing more damage uh, to me in my life. And you know, i wanted to stop and had no clue how to not drink you know that for an alcoholic forget it forget it you're you're in trouble and so you know i i get excited about this because you know there with the 12 steps there there is something there there is action that you can take and to me god has done a miracle in my life i'm clean and sober today and uh that's my mm, exodus so to speak and um now did god say you'll never have to deal with alcohol again no would have been cool you know it's a it's a daily reprieve you know uh we stay sober one day at a time but you know it's not it's not all about god doing a, something miraculous. It's about you taking some action. And it's about doing what, doing what the Lord asks you to do or following his, his lead. And um, like in there, like it, how come God didn't just part the seas for him and say, come on, all right, guys, let's do this. You know, God could have thrown that fire down or whatever, done whatever he wanted to do with that Egyptian army. But, no, they were there, and uh, there were obstacles. And uh, I would say, man, if I could courage anybody, take some action. Take some action. You remember that old preacher dude or ever on TV? Don't just sit there. Do something. <laughs> He's got a point. Now, there are times when I feel like, no, Sometimes you do just need to do nothing. But at the same time, I feel like there's a when you go through something rough and you have a miracle from the Lord, it changes you. And uh, your faith grows. But if you never have a chance to try that or to do it, I get it, 100%. You know, before I'd always be like, you know, these, these Bible stories are bogus. You know, but until you go through something where the Lord does something for you and uh, rescues you, comes through for you in a big way. The Lord's absolutely saved my life. And, um, you know, it was it was through other people as well. And, um, you know, and it was doing some inner work, taking some inventory, making amends. And, uh, you know, the Lord has truly freed me up. He's done a miracle in my life. And so that's why I get into this stuff. At the same time, you know, I want to put the word out there to other people. You know, um, Lord's, the Lord has done um, many miracles. At the same time, this one, the people had to take action. He needed a leader, Moses. And, um, you know, same thing with dads. You know, we need to take the action. As the representatives of the Lord and our families, we, we need to get moving. And so, anyway, um, hey, ho- hope you enjoyed it. I hope this inspired somebody to dive deeper into the Word. Um, if you're struggling with something, anything, secrets kill. Secrets kill, as my friend Brian says. And... Um, You know, it it could be up to you to take in some action. People care. People care about you. People love you, and they'll do anything. The Lord will put something in their heart to do anything to help you out. I guarantee it. At the same time, you gotta step through that pride. It's not an easy thing to do. Step through the fear, through the doubts, through the voices in your head. That's a hard thing, like the Israelites did. Wasn't an easy thing. Did anybody turn back? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It doesn't say. I wonder. Were some of the people that were saying some of that stuff like, you know, now we're we're, we're dead meat. You know, like did some people just go back? I, I don't know. If they did, they probably would have got wiped out because the whole crew on Egypt's team, they they done, and as the word said. They 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 past history, man. That's uh that's a past thing. They won't have to worry or see them or anything. So anyway, they celebrated. The Egyptians celebrated if you keep reading. They busted out the tambourines, and man they had a party. Now was that the end of the troubles and difficult times for the Israelites? No. I mean that's that's where I would encourage you to keep going. What happened to them? You know, they had that miracle happen. Obviously, it said they put their faith in the Lord after experiencing that, after going through that, but they still struggled. And, you know, there's still struggles in my life, in anybody's life. But to have that first kind of miraculous faith where the Lord sobered me up, helped me get sober and clean and sober, that's very hard to forget about that stuff. Sometimes you do forget about it, though. You forget... I forget where I came from, and um you know i I was at a place of just no hope and just uh no desire to go on. That's a pretty tough thing to get through and um you know, do I still have days where it's gets pretty rough, not nearly as bad as it was because I have faith and have a God that's there to rescue me and there for me, there to help me, and so anyway, man, wow, I've really rambled on, but. I'm going to say if I'm rambling on about anything, might as well be about the Word. So, okay, God bless. Thanks for your time. If you listen to that, God bless. Get into the Word. Dive in. There's a lot in Exodus before that. Dive in. The Lord will be with you. And there's a lot after. You know, I'm excited to keep going with some of these scriptures. This has been the most scripture uh, to share. At the same time, it hits home for me. And uh, it's a fun thing for me. So anyway, next week, um, we are going to be doing uh, Hannah's song. Uh, definitely one of my favorites on the album. It's got a uh, a lot of people from different countries. We'll dive into that next week. And I would say this next one is going to be um, more about personal experience this is a, it's a powerful lesson for me. It's a life lesson for me. And um, it's a unique experience. So anyway, stop on back next week. You will not be disappointed. If you're going to listen to any of these podcasts from the home album, Hannah's is, I would say, is, is the top probably for me. So anyway, we'll see you next week, Lord willing. God bless you again encourage you to dive into the word, spend some time with the Lord. Um, man, he, he's been a a best friend. He's been a, a healer, a provider for me. Just, um, I could go on for hours talking about it, but it's not about me. It's about your experience. Let's, let's get you, uh, close with the Lord and, um, get you into that word. All right. God bless. Thanks again.